0: Hey, everybody, we are doing something a little bit different on the podcast today. We are going to be answering one of your questions. And so we we asked you to submit uh, questions for us. And some of these questions are general travel questions. Some of them are personal questions. Some of them are moral questions. So we are going to we're going to pull one out of the bag and I am going to do my best to give you an answer. So uh, let's see what we got. What was your first exploration as a kid or as an adult? Hmm. My first exploration is in quotes. Um, Well, I think, hmm. There is a place, there is a place actually sort of between when I was a kid and an adult that is one of the first places I ever really fell in love with. Gold medal flower. I'm Dylan Thuris, and this is Atlas Obscura. A celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. More, after this. If you're looking for a place where the wide-open skies and the towering mountains inspire you to find an untapped part of yourself. You might want to take a trip to Wyoming. It's a place where bold, curious spirits forge their own way on all types of adventures. There is no shortage of iconic, expansive landscapes out there. You can discover breathtaking hikes, stunning state parks, authentic Western culture, and other historic sites, along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The Truth Lies West. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. I grew up in uh, Minneapolis. Uh, It's such a cool city. It is just fun, vibrant place. And there's this building in Minneapolis called Gold Medal Flour. And mills like this defined Minneapolis and St. Paul for a while. They used to actually call, uh, they used to call the city Mill City. And Gold Medal Flour, at one time, was the largest flour mill in the world. It, It made enough bread, or enough flour, to bake 12 million loaves of bread every day. But over time, the flour milling dwindled in the city. It was replaced with new economic sources like advertising and the arts. And, and and the mill started to shut down. I think it got shut down sometime in the 60s. And in the early 90s, it suffered this huge fire. And though they kind of, they propped it up to make sure it wasn't going to fall over on anyone, it became this kind of gigantic ruin. And it, it sat right on the edge of the Mississippi River, and was this just massive kind of piece of a version of Minneapolis that didn't really exist anymore. So cut to me in the late 90s. I am <laughs> what you would have called an alternatine uh, back then. Um, walking around, I got Buster Rhymes, like Gimme Some More is, is on my Walkman. I am still listening to Nirvana, even though it's like a little bit old at this point. I'm watching the X Men. Like life is good, you know. And uh, as a teenager, I actually i was a i was a straight edger. so i didn't I didn't drink, I didn't do drugs. But that meant I needed another way to get into trouble. And so, at around 13 or 14, uh, I fell completely in love with graffiti the thing is graffiti kids tend to know their cities in a way that most people don't. Like they know they know the industrial areas. they know the alleyways. they know the rooftops. Uh, and it, graffiti was like this pass to treat the whole city like a puzzle waiting to be unlocked. Everything was just a new spot to be explored, to be investigated. Like how did they get up there? Like how did they get to that under the underpass of that bridge? Like, dude, I would never do that. That's insane. Like, it just was this, it was like having this secret lens on the whole town. And in the 90s, Minneapolis had like a pretty robust hip-hop graffiti scene. And Gold Medal Flower, this 10-story tall, you know, city block, big, abandoned flour mill, just screamed out across the city. It, it, It used to have this huge three-story neon sign on the top of it, but it had been dark for, like, three decades. But it didn't matter. It was, like, it was as bright as the sun. It was this beacon. And... There were also so many stories about that place. So as soon as you started kind of getting into the graffiti urban exploration world, you started hearing stories about the tunnels that, like, ran underneath gold Medal Flower and would, like, flood. And you heard, like, really scary stories about kids going in there and falling through because there were these giant holes in the floor. You know, and so I finally, I finally just, like, had to go. For a while, it was really easy. To get in, you would just walk up. there was a fence, but it was almost always cut. And then you could like basically walk up to the front entrance of the door, which had plywood on it, but the plywood was always broken open because there was just I was not the only kid uh, obsessed with this place. And so there was pretty usually a pathway. As time went on, they tightened up security, and then you had to go to the side of the building there was a fire escape there, like the old school fire escape where it's a weighted kind. So you had to kind of climb up and then jump and grab the weighted end of the fire escape so that your body weight would pull the whole thing down. And then you could you could climb up it and as you went up, you know, it would clang back up. And so you were always worried because it made a big sound. And But basically, once you got into the building, you were all good. The whole place was totally just yours. And... It was this gathering place for other teenage wayward explorers. It was a huge, you know, graffiti art gallery in there. From one week to the next, it was like an ever changing rotation of art. And and I would go in there and I could spend a whole day just painting this like elaborate thing that basically no one else would see except other kids like me. And it just felt like this magical, magical clubhouse. It just felt like I had a key to a universe that no one else had. And I, I like to give you an example of how much I loved it, I brought my grandmother in there. She was at least in her late 60s. And she passed away actually a, a few years ago, and she was just the most supportive, wonderful woman. She was so curious about what I was doing with this whole graffiti thing that I took her and we trespassed right on in. And it is one of my favorite memories of us together, is walking around Gold Medal Flowers, enormous abandoned flower mill, and pointing out the things that I had painted and pointing out the things that other people had painted. Yeah, it was, it was so good. So not that long after I left Minneapolis, gold medal flower started its own transformation. So the neon sign that had been off for decades was turned back on. And by the mid-2000s, half the building had been converted into these luxury apartments. And I like to think that some of my, my paintings, my murals might still be there, like hidden under the drywall somewhere. But one of the best things about the building's reinvention is that one of the, you know, ruined sections of the building, rather than being torn down, was converted into something called the Mill City Museum. And it's this interpretive space, and it tells the story of early Minneapolis, when the mills, you know, were the biggest businesses in town, and the mill workers who labored inside of these buildings, who had a totally different relationship with this space. And this museum, which I've been to, you know, as an adult, is really engaging, and it's beautiful, and it's this incredible example of adaptive reuse, of taking this space that was kind of an eyesore and a danger and a ruin and turning it into something like really magical. But the other half of the building has never been converted. It's still a ruin. Both of these parts of this building kind of call to me equally, like the ruins and the museum both touch on different things in my life. And It kind of feels like this avatar for me for for growing up. Like halfway, I'm still this kid who just wants to explore and climb on stuff and find his way, you know, onto the rooftop. Uh, And then the other half is this, like, grown-up who cares about building preservation and cultural context and a nerd who started a website about stuff just like this building. And so if there's one place that feels like my first true exploration my the first thing where i fell in love with a place i realized a place could be a kind of deeply personal magical relationship it's got to be gold medal flower and if you are ever ever in minneapolis it is definitely worth stopping by this podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Witness Docs. The production team includes Doug Baldinger, Chris Naka, Camille Stanley, me, Dylan Thuris, Sarah Wyman, John DeLore, and Peter Clowney. Our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tyndall. This episode was mixed by Luce Fleming. I'm Dylan Thuris, wishing you all the wonder in the world. Witness Docs from Stitcher. Hi, I'm Willa Paskin, the host of Decoder Ring, Slate's podcast about cracking cultural mysteries. On Decoder Ring, we dive down rabbit holes and obsessively explore questions hiding in plain sight. Like, why has slow dancing gone out of style? And when did we all become obsessed with hydration? And where did the word mullet, you know, to describe a hairstyle, come from? That's Decodering, named one of the best podcasts of 2023 by the New York Times. Listen to new episodes every 2 weeks and make sure to follow us so you never miss one. At Radio Lab, we love nothing more than nerding out about science. Neuroscience, chemistry, but but we do also like to get into other kinds of stories. Stories about policing or politics, country music, hockey, sex of bugs. <laughs> Regardless of whether we're looking at science or not science, we bring a rigorous curiosity to get you the answers. And hopefully make you see the world anew. Radio Lab adventures on the edge of what we think we know. Wherever you get your podcasts.